Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Lifelisten Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, we have a really great episode for you today. We are chatting with our friend Karen Walrand about friendships, how to make them, how to keep them, how to find good friends and be a good friend. Uh, but first, we are going to do a little check-in with ourselves. <laughs> Sarah, how are you doing this week in terms of self-care? Well, I'm happy to report that I'm still working out on my little eight-week whatever bikini series thing that I'm doing with the Why don't you just say the full name of it, Sarah? Are you embarrassed? <laughs> well, this one really is just called the bikini series. The well, other, I thought it was like the teeny weeny bikini series. I think that was like a specific workout that opened me up to the wonderful world of Tone It Up <laughs> and all of their amazing programs and videos and health and food programs. But no, I'm still doing it every morning. I get right out of bed. Here's the cool thing. And I am not, by the way, I'm not being sponsored by Tone It Up, not being paid by Tone It Up. This is just straight up. (laughs) I like Tone It Up. The reason I like it is because the workouts are always under 30 minutes. They're usually around 20-ish minutes. And they're really focused on toning. So you, 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 I mean, for me, at least my heart rate does get up a little bit, but it's not like crazy jumping up and down or, you know, like burpees. Sometimes they'll do a burpee or two, but really it's just targeted toning. Like one day is butt and thighs. And then the next day is arms. And I feel like, honestly, I totally see a difference already. Totally see a difference. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know when that happens when you start working out and maybe the first couple of weeks you're kind of like, gosh, I don't, whatever. But then you see a little bit of change in your body and Mm -hmm. it gives you all that extra motivation to keep going. Yes, That is where I'm at right now, my friend. I'm kind of like, whoa, there is a bicep happening and there's a shoulder thing happening. Nice. Yeah. So I'm pumped. So I'm doing that. And then on top of everything, on the working out, I've started to meditate again. Oh, you have? Yes. But let me tell you, there's a caveat. It's five-minute meditations because I have decided I just, right now, I can't go any further than five minutes. Five minutes is enough for me, Kristen. It is enough. Yeah. I think that's enough for me too. But I found this new app called Simple Habit. And they're all five minutes and it's all different things. You can pick health, anxiety, stress, jobs, relationship, love, sleep, whatever you want. But, and it's all these different teachers that do it and they're Hmm. all five minutes. How cool is that? What's it called again? Simple habit app. I will link to it in the show notes on selfiepodcast.com. I'll put it in our Facebook group too. It's really, really cool, Kristen, because it's just, it doesn't give you enough time to even start going off. You know what I'm saying? Like going off in the mind somewhere else. Yeah, I like that. 
And they say that studies show that just five minutes is oh, so for sure. beneficial for the brain. For sure. So I'm like self-cared out right now. That's all I've got to say right now. Wow. You are winning it this week. We're going to link up to that also in our Facebook community. If you're not a part of that, we encourage you to join because we have continuing conversations on all of these topics and it has become quite the supportive little group over there. It is. I love it over there. It's warm and fuzzy. No, Warm and fuzzy. How about you? Okay. So hi, here's what my... Here's what my little goal is right now. I am trying really hard to stop multitasking. Ooh, that's hard. It is hard. And it's so funny because I feel like there's this sort of fallacy around multitasking that, you know, if I get a bunch of stuff done all at once, then I have all this saved up time at the end of it, right? (laughs) But it's the reality is I am, especially with four kids, I'm constantly multitasking. And I do feel like, there were some years in there, you know, the, the baby infant, four kids in diapers years where I really had to multitask. But then it became this sort of well-worn groove where I'm always doing two things at once. Yeah. I always have 20 tabs open on my computer. You know, if I'm at a stoplight, I'm checking to see, you know, if I got an e- like. I'm always doing two things at once. And yes. I just noticed that it it just creates a lot more anxiety for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying not to. I'm trying to just be in the moment, and I don't have to take a phone call just because the phone call comes through. And I, you know, I, I don't need to sit and try to do emails while I'm watching a television show. Like, I'm trying to do one thing at a time, which sounds really simple, but it's actually really hard for me. I was about to say, so how's that going for you? Because whenever I try that, I... I'm a failure. I really am. It's really hard. It's hard, but I'm really trying to establish new practices. And I've also explained it to my kids. So I will now say to them, because you know, when your kids are little, it's crisis management and a kid says, I need something and you jump. Yeah. And I'm really trying to explain to my kids, like, look, I'm doing something right now and I'll help you in five minutes. Or your brother's talking to me right now. So you can talk to me later. Like I'm not having two conversations at the same time. You know, right. and how are they taking it? They're like, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 They are. Well, That's I had, a, so I good. actually, honestly, I had to sit down with my kids and I told them that my stress level is too high and I'm trying to make some changes. And that one of them is I need you guys not to interrupt or talk to me all at the same time. Right. Right. And they heard it. They really heard it. Oh, that's so good. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I, I would love it if I could get myself to stop checking my phone at stoplights. It's just not yeah, necessary. Right? It's not. But I check my phone in the grocery aisle, and I oh, check yeah. my phone if I'm waiting for my drink at Starbucks. I check my phone all the freaking time. I know. I know. Me too. All to the time. To what end? Am I being more productive that way? I'm not. I know no. that I'm not. No. You're just making more, like, more tabs open in the brain. <laughs> Opening more tabs in the brain. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly it. Oh. Yes. It's so hard. I know. It's so hard. I'm trying. I- I'm trying, and I, and I notice a difference. Good. I notice a difference in just my, like, I'm not keeping that heart rate of, like, doing, 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 doing a thing. You know, like, I'm letting myself have the natural pauses that should be inherent in a life, you know? Oh, I know. You know, I really look at my dad a lot. He, he just 
just this year started carrying a cell phone. He's had one, but he always leaves it plugged in. So, I mean, there's there's no getting a hold of this guy on a cell phone. Uh-huh. I mean, he'll chuck it three weeks later and be like, oh, I saw you sent me a text. Yeah. But sometimes I really envy him. And the fact that he actually is carrying one now is they finally decided to, like, get with the times and get rid of their landline, you know? So oh, funny. my mom has her phone and he has his phone. But it's just I watch him and he can just be – and he's he's a very intense guy. I, I think my intensity and my, um, you know, my researching and like wanting to have all of the knowledge about all of the things is definitely from him. But yeah. he can just go for periods, maybe just sitting down with a magazine or watching a show that's like some historical, very slow moving moving show. And he's just he's never had that issue with checking a phone. You know, it just sometimes it looks so nice. I want to do that. I know. Well, I mean, speaking of that, there are times that I dream of the existence before email. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean. And we can dream because we remember. We remember. I know. We do remember. We're that last generation that we actually had that childhood and even young adulthood without any of this mess. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I pine. I, I long for those days. I really do sometimes. I know. It's too much. I know. So have you, um, have you gotten the Moment app yet? I have. <gasps> I did finally put it on. Yes, you, you um, convinced me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, But you know what? It's funny because I just went to go check it and I had not set it up properly. So oh. it, it, um, it is recording me from today forward. But yes, okay. I did put that on my phone. Well, explain in case people didn't hear the episode you talked about it. Explain what that is. Okay. So the Moment app is an app you put on your phone and it basically tracks your usage on your phone every day. And not just your usage, but how many times you pick it up in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it is eye-opening and frightening and makes you kind of want to vomit <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you first pull up your first week of stats because it is unbelievable. I think half of the time I'm picking up my phone, I don't even know that I'm picking up my phone. It's just like this, you know, my hand just reaches for it. It's just that automatic reaching for my phone. But also what it does is once you kind of established your baseline, you can choose how much time you want to spend, like what's your cutoff. And no matter what your cutoff is, every 15 minutes you're on your phone, a little notification comes up and says, Hey, you've been on your phone for an hour and 15 minutes today. And then, you know, if you're still on it 15 minutes later, I'll be like, hey, you've been on your phone an hour and 30 minutes. Those notifications are incredibly helpful because what it does for me is I've kind of decided, you know what, there's really no reason for me to ever be on my phone for more than 15 minutes at a time unless I'm Mm -hmm. taking a phone call, which is so rare because I hate talking on the phone. Who does that? Who does that? Yeah, right? Weird people. Weird people do. (laughs) So, but that notification comes up and I know that I've already been on it for 15 minutes and I'm like, no, okay, off, Sarah. Because at that point, I'm probably mindlessly scrolling Instagram. That's Mm -hmm. what's happening. So it's super helpful. And then when you hit your time limit... It makes this horrible noise. It goes, eh, your time's up for the day. And you have to press it several times to get it to stop. Now, yes, of course, can you go on and turn that thing off? You can, but really it does its job in that you think, okay, wow, I have been on my phone for a long, long time today. And so mine set up, which to me I still think sounds insane, mine set up to 
go crazy on me at four hours, which I think lots of people would think four hours, that is so much time on your phone. But let me just tell you, why don't you go ahead and set this up and see how much time you're actually spending on your phone during the waking days because mine was well over four hours. Oh, I I believe it. Yeah. Okay. So here's, I do have a question for you about the moment app. Did you pay because there's like a pro? I did. I did. I did pay. And I think Oh gosh, I don't want to be, I don't want to steer you the wrong way, but I think what that does. Well, that's what gives you the notifications. I think, yeah, I think it gives you the notifications, but I think there's a lot more to it. You can even delve in deeper and I haven't yet, but I think it costs like what? Three bucks to, I mean, it's not, it's not that expensive. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote, but I mean, it's not some enormous, I think it's under $5 for sure. And for me, it was worth it. Cause those notifications, those are the ones that get me. Cause they constantly remind me, Hey, you've been on the phone for 15 more minutes. What are you doing? What do you, you know, I, know. I love it. I love it. And my okay. time, by the way, has severely dropped. Oh, I'm sure. I believe it. I totally believe it. It's All right. Well, I'm going to pony up for the paid then. It sounds like it's worth it. I think it's worth it. It's important for every reason you just mentioned before we even started talking about the Moment app. You know, like get off Oh, for sure. I mean, I definitely feel like this is a tool that's going to help me in this, in this like goal of not multitasking all the time. Absolutely agreed. Oh, I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear your first week. Shut up. I'm not telling. (laughs) Oh, I told... (laughs) My worst day this was... This is like schadenfreude. You... <laughs> oh, okay. I'm pulling mine up right now because I think my, oh, wor- my worst day was... Um... Oh, oh, wow. Whoa. Okay. Well, last Saturday was seven hours and 28 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, you know what, though? You know what? I was on a plane back from that's fair California and it was a three and a half hour flight and I had internet access and I was using it on my phone so I'm making an excuse but three uh, and a half what? of those hours planes was on a plane. that's fair yeah that's fair that's fair but the way they set it up and I don't know if it's just for me but it seems they, they color code your days into unless it's different for everyone mine is anything under four hours is green and then from um four hours to six hours is yellow and then post six anything over six hours is red. And it's kind of nice to see those yeah. color-coded bars because you can just scroll through your weeks and kind of start to pick up on patterns. So it's cool. Right. I love this app. I really like it. Okay, I'm excited. I'm really glad I got it. Yay. All right, well, what are your uh, two thumbs up for the week? What are you loving? <laughs> okay, shocker. Shocker, I have another seasoning blend. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I was thinking about this and I go, okay, so I've told you guys, I've talked about the everything seasoning from Trader Joe's. Yes. I've talked about Spike. We just talked about Spike, which you love as well. Okay. I do. I found a new Trader Joe's amazing product. And I don't, I think it might be new because I've never seen it. It's called the Seedy Almond Topper. Have (gasps) you heard of this? just saw this last <gasps> night at Trader Joe's yes, and I did yes. not buy it. Yes. Okay. So what, what it is, you guys, it, it's a, it's a bag of individually sized packets inside. The little packets have sliced almonds, poppy seeds, um, pepitas, pepitas, uh, sunflower seeds, like all different kinds of seeds and sliced nuts, but it's mostly seeds with the almonds. And you open that puppy up and pour it over your salad 
over mm. eggs, over grilled vegetables. Any of those people out there that are like me that really like crunch, like I'm just a big crunch person. Yes. It is so delicious. And they're individually, I like how they're individually sized because some of that stuff can go bad. It can get kind of stale, yes. like sliced almonds. Oh, you guys, it's so good. It's so okay, good. here's my question. I'm so glad you tried it because I almost bought them. Okay. But then it said something like spices. So is it spicy? No. No, no, no. Is it not flavory or is it just the nuts? It's, um, I think it's just the nuts, but it's very flavorful. It really is because I think they might have a little bit of garlic in there maybe and like the poppy seeds and no, I mean, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a nice nutty flavor, but it's not zesty. I wouldn't say it's, you know, it doesn't have any heat, not spicy and it's not necessarily zesty, but it's. It's just so good. And all of the nuts in there are so good for you. All the seeds. That's the other part. Totally. Super healthy. I can't Super. wait to try that. That's so such a better option than croutons. Totally. Yes. Yes. So everybody, get yourself some of the seedy almond topper. And I <laughs> promise I will not talk about any nuts or seeds or seasonings for at least two episodes. Because <laughs> I'm sure something else will <laughs> Okay. Come. I'll something hold you to that. Okay. My second one is, do you ever use Z palettes for your makeup? I do, as a matter of fact. Do you? Z palettes. I do. I went through a whole depotting yes. stage for a while. Yes. So explain what they are. Okay. So these are just little um, palettes that are magnetized. So you yes. know when you get a new blush or an eyeshadow and they're all individually, you know, they're in their mm-hmm. own little individual whatever, pods, containers, whatever you want to call it. You can like poke them out. And put they this little palette comes with a little magnet. Although most of these things, if they're all, already metal on the bottom, the palette itself is magnetized. So you just right. pop out the eyeshadow from like the big bulky plastic packaging that you don't like and put it in the Z palette. And they have all different sizes. So like I've got medium size, small size. My medium could hold probably up to 12 eyeshadows. It's just so nice for saving space. You don't have all the clunky packaging of all of your makeup. You can just pop that, pull that stuff out. Usually you can get it out, pry it out with, um, a lot of my things even have like little magnetized bottoms where you can stick a little pin through it and it'll pop it yes. up. Um, and then you just put them all in one palette and there you go. All your eyeshadow or all your blushes or all, if you're, if you're me, all of your highlighters, all of your bronzers, <laughs> all of, all of the makeup, all of the makeup. Um, and I do sometimes keep a couple of individual sized ones just um, if I travel and I don't want to take the big palette. Right. But it's such a space saver at home. Do you like yours? Oh, I, Sarah, I am such a palette evangelist. I yes. can't believe we haven't talked about this yet because I have everything in a palette. So I have good. like five palettes. You've probably seen mine. I mean, I use Mac too, but for all the random stuff, I use the Z palette. So a couple of years ago I had, because I used to collect samples too. I mean, you know, you get right. the Clinique bonus or the Lancome bonus. And I had just all of these little things of eyeshadow samples, like in a basket, it's so messy, so hard to rifle through. And then I somehow stumbled on this whole depotting. Um, it's like a thing on YouTube, Sarah. <laughs> It is. If oh my you, gosh. They have how to videos. I'll just watch those just to you're watch gonna, them. You're going to go down a rabbit trail and yes. you're going to freak because you know I love it. All of these people on YouTube explaining exactly how and depotting like Sarah is explaining. It's, it's just getting 
the, you know, like, let's say you have a little Lancome quartet of eyeshadow. It's just getting the actual eyeshadows out of that little plastic casing. And then you move them all into a palette and you can shove them all together. So like two years ago, I took all of those little samples and I put them all into two palettes. And I'm talking, there's like probably 20 eyeshadows per palette that I have yeah. just in these little flat cases now that I can carry around. It's yeah. amazing. So amazing. I'm in love with you guys. We're going to convert you. We are going to convert all of you because it just saves so much space. It really does. I'm going to have to take photos of mine and post them. Yeah. I'll post them in the Facebook group. Um, I will too. Because I, I'm such a convert. I mean, every single time I get a new makeup thing, I just, it goes right into the palette. Oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't think I could love you anymore, but I do. <laughs> And I'm going to post my photos too. And the other, the other thing too, besides just being space saving is, you know, I mean, I don't know. It might just be me. I think it'd be you too. You know, I have a lot of makeup giving, given what I do for a living. And a lot of times I just, I forget. I mean, there have even been times when I've had something sent to me that I get really excited about. And I all of a sudden realized two weeks later, I already had that exact thing. Like that's how much is going on <laughs> around me. So it's so nice to have it all together. So you actually see what you have and it's not hiding yes. in the back of some drawer and you forget about it. So it's actually, I think, I, helping you to use your products more as well. Oh, I completely agree. And it really, really does reduce the clutter. I mean, to go from all of those little plastic containers to just a couple pallets. I have, I mean, I'm not kidding. If it doesn't go in a palette, I don't keep it. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited to see yours. I can't wait. I know. We're going to put this stuff up on the Facebook group. I so, cannot believe we haven't talked about this before. I can't believe either. We probably could talk and about yes, it for If you hour. are listening, go join our Facebook page. And if you do this too, we want to see your pictures of your palettes. Yes. You guys, seriously, that's kind of embarrassing, but I would totally geek out to see other people's um, palettes. No, I'm, I'm serious. I really want to see photos of what other people do. <laughs> wrong with us I know I love oh, it my goodness okay so tell me what your two thumbs up picks are okay my first and this is actually it's it's something I discovered and loved but I have a question for you about okay it. I have converted to silicone cake molds yes um, my I like making cakes I you know have a lot of kids and they like making cakes so I you know and it's just so much cheaper to make your own cakes so we just made my daughter's birthday cake. It was a unicorn cake. I will also post photos of that in our Facebook group. Um, but I started using these silicone cake molds for a couple of reasons. First of all, just for storage, they can store inside of each other. Oh yeah. Um, but they're really simple. If, if you do layered cakes, like we made this cake was a four layer cake. So they're all the same size. You know, you, you put the cake in it, um, and it's super easy to pop out. So I love them. My question for you is, are they giving me cancer? Oh, that's a really good question. Silicone. I don't think sil. I think silicone's fine. Right? I don't know. See, you, you, you don't talk about stuff that goes on the body. I'm like gone. I'm out. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Fine. Just use it. But um, I, I mean, silicone's what they use in like a lot of medical equipment and right. going inside of bodies. And so I know. my natural, my first thought is that no, silicone should be totally fine, but I could be so wrong, but I think it's fine. Well, I'm going to take you at your word that it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. I, yeah, I do. Now, I don't know, like, 
Is it a special kind of silicone because it has to be, you know, you're heating it up to 350 or 400? Okay, yeah, great. It's now, obviously guess it's what food I'm going to be doing after this podcast? <laughs> well, I have Rabbit to hole. say, if you, if you bake it all, silicone is really fantastic because it's, it's nonstick naturally. You don't have to spray anything on it. it I have silicone cupcake molds and they just pop right out and they wash up really easily too. So I don't know. If you're a baker, Silicone molds are kind of awesome. Okay, I want. I have one. I was gifted one, and I've never used it. Oh, how and funny! Maybe I should, but I don't. I don't make cakes that often. But I think I'm going to try it. You don't have to spray it at all. No, that is now. That's amazing, right there. Do they yeah. have silicone um, muffin? Oh tins? yeah, <gasps> they have silicone bunt. They have it. They have everything. Oh. I, because we make some muffins over at this household. Yeah. And I hate, no matter how much stuff I put, you know, it always gets around the edge. I hate cleaning out muffin tins. I hate it too. I'm telling you the silicone okay. is super easy to clean. Okay. I'm yeah, on it. No, I'm a convert. And then again, when you go to store all that stuff, they can just nest inside of each other because they're flexible. Yeah. That's huge. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sold. Check. Yeah. Cha-ching. Okay, here is another hack that I discovered this week. So I generally buy my shampoo and conditioner in those big liters, right? Right. But they don't always come with a pump. And in fact, the conditioner that I adore, which is the Chi Infra Treatment Conditioner, does not come with a pump. And in those liter sizes, when you're wet in the shower and you're trying to get a little conditioner out of a giant liter, it's kind of a nightmare. And like, totally. Especially that one because it's a thicker conditioner. Like, it's really hard to get out of the bottle. And I'm, I've always been like, man, I wish they had a pump. So then I go on Amazon and I just search, like, universal shampoo pumps. And it's totally a thing. What? It is? Yes. So, because basically pretty much all shampoo has the same size neck, right? It does. It does. So then I bought these. And then all you have to do is just trim the bottom, to the length of the shampoo that you use or that the conditioner that you use. That is so good. So all of a sudden, now my favorite conditioner, I just, now I put the pumps in everything. <laughs> I ordered a ton of them and I just put them in everything, <laughs> especially for the shampoo that I know that like the next bottle coming in will be the same one. So yeah. then I'll just pull the pump out and put it in the new one. But yeah, so on Amazon, we'll link this up in our um, Facebook group, but it's their air pumps for shampoo and conditioner. And it's just, it's easier for the kids, like, because then it's like, okay, two pumps, they don't get shampoo all over the place. That is awesome. I love them. Makes me very happy. Oh, those were some good thumbs ups. <laughs> oh yeah, we're on it. I know. Wow. Okay. Well, now we are going to be talking to Karen Walrand, who is not only a best-selling author and speaker and photographer, she's super cool and also has a podcast on the Life Listen Network that we're on called Make Light. So we'll be talking she to does. her today about friendship. But first, we want to talk to you quickly about a great sponsor we have. We've talked about Prep Dish before but have so many good things to say about the time saving that's been going on with the Prep Dish subscription that we have. Um, for any of you that haven't heard of Prep Dish, it's a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So when you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time, which is fantastic because you get 
everything that comes to you and you can prep everything on Sunday or whatever day you choose. It really just takes a couple of hours prepping um, the first of the week and then you have all of your meals ready for the entire week and they're delicious. Plus you have your choice of gluten-free, dairy-free and paleo meals that are whole food based. It's so awesome. And I just noticed actually this week, you know, you get a weekly email, but I got another email this week from Prep Dish about they had these super fast bonus meal plans because, you know, there are some weeks where we don't have (laughs) two hours to prep our food on say a Sunday. So It also includes these super fast bonus meal plans that are amazing and help you prep much quicker and have really, really easy and quick, delicious meal choices. So the founder, Allison, is offering our listeners a free two-week trial to try out Prep Dish. So the way you can take advantage of this is go to prepdish.com slash selfie for the amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash S-E-L-F-I-E for your first two weeks free. All right, it's time to jump in with Karen. All right, um, we are so stoked <gasps> to so have stoked. Karen with us. Um, so Karen, first of all, I just want to chat a little bit because I think you have had such an interesting career trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> you started as an attorney and now we're sitting here and you are not an attorney. Yeah, so I started as an engineer actually. So Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, so, so I you have a, dual degrees in engineering and law. Correct? Well, law is always right. a graduate degree. Right, right. So yeah, yeah. so my yeah. undergraduate was in engineering. engineering. I was a okay. civil engineer for a while and then realized I did not want to be a civil engineer. Um and it was, I'm dating myself, but L.A. Law was on the <gasps> air. show. And everybody yeah. on it was sexy, so I'm yeah. like, I totally, totally. want to, like, uh, is that I what I want to wear like? a suit. So I want to wear a suit. Attorney. That's exactly right. <laughs> I want to wear, like, badass suits, right? And, and so I, I want to be an attorney. So I went to law school. Um, and, uh, and I actually, honestly, I did not intend to practice law when I went to law school, but I hated engineering so much that I thought, well, if I go to law school, I can get into management. So I wouldn't actually yeah. have to be an engineer right. because that's sort of sexy. And every engineer I knew at the time got an MBA, and I thought that's kind of sexier to get a law degree. Yeah. Um, and so I went to law school, and then I thought, well, if I got the degree, I might as well take the bar. And so I took the bar, and I got the license, and I was like, well, crap. I'm, you know, I've got the well, license. I, I should go ahead and practice. And you know I, how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, fine. I, I don't totally remember that. <laughs> I guess I'll well, that, that, that literally is what it is. I mean, it was not like one of those burning, I'm going to be Atticus Finch and save the world kind yeah. of things, although I, I love Atticus yeah. Finch. But um, the, the To Kill a Mockingbird one, not the Ghost of the Watchman one. But, mm-hmm. um, and so I did that for, for many years. And and loved it. I actually really enjoyed the practice of law until I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and about 10 years ago, I stopped practicing. And I had um, been a photographer, a hobbyist photographer, for a long time. Right. And as a lawyer, I did software law, and I traveled around the world negotiating software deals mm-hmm. and would always book a few hours in whatever city I was in to shoot. Oh, that's awesome. And so, um, so when I quit, I thought, well, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Right. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever quit a job without having a plan, like without having a job waiting for me or... And so I thought, well, I love public speaking, which I'd done a lot of as a lawyer, and I love writing um, because I had already started blogging. Right. And I love shooting. I love photography. So I'm just going to, like, put myself out there as somebody who speaks, right, shoots, and see what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And that's literally 
kind of how I got here is I started speaking, writing, shooting a lot. I wrote a book that had a lot of photography and mm-hmm. essays in it, and then um, called The Beauty of Different. Which I love. Which is so wonderful. Thank you. It's, that is a fantastic book. I just do have to say for our listeners quickly, it is a beautiful book. We'll link up to it on our Facebook community page. Um, it is just the most affirming Thank book. You of women. I, I love it. Yeah. And actually it has a couple men in it. It's, yeah. it's actually one that, uh, that we, I have both men and women. Um, and it really is about the thing that makes you different, right. um, yeah. might be your superpower. And it's about like reframing it and looking at it in a different lens. And yeah. so I have people who have really weird things about them, like a priest who's a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny Lawson is in it, a friend of all of ours who deals with really sort of crippling social anxiety, mm-hmm. but has, is also a writer and a humorist and has mm-hmm. used that to become a best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author, but connecting with so many people around the world who also deal with mental illness yeah. and, um, and helping them see their own illness through different eyes. And so um, it, it was an honor to write the book. It really was because yeah. people shared their stories with me. Um, and so now, like fast forwarding, now what I do is I do a lot of public speaking on, um, you know, so, a lot of authenticity and courage and the kind of uh, things that we touch on in the book. But I also do a lot on diversity and inclusion, which yeah. is also touched on in the book. Um, and I do a lot of leadership consulting and coaching as well. So one-on-one coaching, usually for people who are just trying to add purpose and meaning into their work. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a life coach. I don't, you know, help people with you know, boyfriend troubles and stuff like that, but right, right, definitely right. like entrepreneurs, lawyers. Yeah. I love working with lawyers, doctors yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, so that's where I am now. So that's cool. Amazing. Thank you. I love how you've kind of parlayed all these different interests into yes. this, you know, really sustainable job. Thank you. I, you know, I think, I think it's important. I mean, yeah. I think every single th- experience that we go through in life and, um, there has been some doozies in my own life. I think that, our job while we're here is sort of to figure out how we can use those experiences to like propel ourselves to the next level, next level and how we can um, use them to serve. And I think that's really honestly the meaning of life. And so thank you. I, I try very intentionally to do that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we wanted to have you on today to talk about friendship because you had done like a Facebook conversation around it that I thought was so meaningful. And it's funny because both Sarah and I sat and listened to Brene Brown talk this morning. Mm, Of course. And she was talking about the importance of having a close community of friends who will basically call Call you you out. Yeah. Give you honest answers. And then when she talked about hers, it was you. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish she relays a story about Karen. She has has far more friends than I I than me, but it was very sweet of her. Yes. That was very sweet of me. But one of the things that that she said of you that I really appreciate about you is she was just basically talking about how honest you were. She was was in a kind of a moment of crisis where a lot of friends would have patted on the head and said, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. deal. And you kind of like said, it was a big deal. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> it I mean, was you heard the story. She had, yeah. she had inadvertently sent somebody an email that she shouldn't have sent. And she, yeah. saw, she shared that story actually in one of her books. And, um, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing I think about friendships. And, and I have to say that this is something that has sort of evolved over time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for most of us, our idea of what friendship is supposed to be and what it should look like evolves as we get older, yes. for sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, and I think one of the things that I think – First of all, like we all know, like avoid the backstabbing friend or avoid Mm -hmm. the horrible friend. But, um, and I think when we're young, we think that 
our friends should be 100% cheerleaders, right. no matter what, right? right? Um, which are valuable friends to have. Like, mm-hmm. you should have some cheerleaders. Especially in your, in your 20s. Yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> that and you the right def- thing to do? That's, sure. Yeah, of course. You're fine. You're awesome. Right. You're beautiful. You're sexy. Uh-huh. What, right, we don't know right, what. Right. And I think that's, I think, and I still think that those friends are really powerful and wonderful yes. friends to have. But I think that what we don't talk about a lot are the friends who, um, who are one are able to call you on your crap, mm-hmm. but those need to be the people who you know always have your best interest at heart. Yes. yes. Right? And so it's it's very important. I have found the older I've gotten and the, the bigger the decisions I've had to make are to be able to go to a friend who will not only cheer me on, mm-hmm. but also will be like, be able to look at me and go, Karen. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that that is true to the person who I know you to be. Mm. Right. Mm. And so even though you want to take this job or you want to do this thing or you want to do whatever, like the person that I know you to be, that doesn't feel like that resonates for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that you necessarily take that as gospel. Right. Right. But it's, it's a lovely way to have somebody give you a perspective. It's feedback. That you could, right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, I think that's, um, I'm learning to value those friends more and more and more as I get older. Well, don't you think too, as you get older, when you gain a self-confidence as well, that it's, Mm -hmm. it's easier to hear those things. I think when you're younger, sometimes it's kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if I, that I don't know if I can take that criticism, but as you become older, you understand yourself more, you become more confident. You're more willing to say, Hey, wow, let's look at it that way. And now you're making me see something in a different light. And I appreciate that. I think that's so so right. And I think it's, it's, um, it's not so much, it it is partially the confidence, but it's what you said about, you know, yourself more. Yeah. Right. I think that, um, that that is really imperative. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think those friends that give you feedback can help you know yourself more as well. Right. Like they Mm -hmm. can be like, they'll, this is, you know, or just even mirror back, you know, Sarah, you once, you know, you say you're going to do this, but you remember we had that conversation where you said sort of the opposite and, Mm -hmm. and, I, I want to make sure that you've thought about that, right? right. And so, the, you know, where you can go, oh, wow, I did say that. Or, yeah. yeah, I have thought about it, and this is why I feel this way now. And that, you know, so I think that's really, um, really important. And then the other thing is, I think as we're, well, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I will say certainly when I was younger, 20s or whatever, mm-hmm. like I wanted to be liked by everybody mm-hmm. um, and felt like if somebody didn't like me, that was a failing in myself. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, I'm like, well, sometimes people just don't like me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because there's, I can certainly think of people in my world where I'm like, I don't particularly like that person. And I can't even really articulate what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm like uh-huh. that person and I are just never going uh-huh. to resonate. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. And it's yes. like, and it's nothing personal mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're a good person and stuff right. like that. But we're just never going to be close. Like that's just not going to, she's, she's not my people. Right. And so when you can do that and realize, you know, it's no judgment on that person. It's just, I don't, we're not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Then it's okay for other people to feel that way about you. Right? right. And I think a lot of that's just experience. Like I, my 14 year old would never get that. Well, exactly. Yeah, right? exactly. It does come with experience. It yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, it does. One of the things I remember you saying in your talk was just, um, learning how to recognize that when, you know, you have a friend that behaves badly, that it's okay to make a break. Oh yeah. Talk about that yeah. for, you know, people who, cause, cause you know, friendships are hard it's and sure. 
friendships can be longstanding. And I think sometimes we can get in a rut with friends that we perhaps maybe know are toxic, but we're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're scared to break that off. It's, yeah. it's similar to the same way that you stay with a boyfriend for too long because you don't know if you can replace or find another. You know, and I would say it's, it's even harder than mm-hmm. with a boyfriend mm-hmm. because yeah. although, you know, I've been married for a long time, but mm-hmm. if memory serves, um, that, that when you're with a boyfriend, and they're like, especially if you had several boyfriends like I've had in the past, <laughs> right? Like when you get, like you know when you're like, oh no, you've got to go. Oh, right? Like yeah, there's yeah, a certain yeah, thing, yeah. and right. there's something about that you can be like, oh no, this is this is we're done. Like right. this is, but with a girlfriend. You're like, well, I can't do that. That'd be mean. Isn't that so oh, true? Oh, that is so right? true. Like, you can't, that is you can't so do that. That would, be, that would be unkind. Because we hear all the empowerment songs about, like, leave that man yeah, behind. Yeah, right. You don't Take him to like, that friend needs to go. Yeah, right? Like, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, and I think that you have to be okay with that. Right. And, and yeah. I've certainly, I mean, I've, you know, you have the friends that drift apart, and I've certainly had that. Right. But you also have the friends who are like, oh, no, you're really bad for me. <laughs> Like, right. hold up, no, right? Yeah, this is and, not working. And I've had, I've certainly had, not a lot, but I've certainly had, you know, a handful, a few friends, like two or three friends that I, I've full on had a breakup. Like yeah. I was like, we, this isn't working. Like, and what, what's that, you know, how do people know when is that point? How do you know when it's a hard talk versus a breakup with a friendship? Um, so that's a great question. So the last person that I can think of that I broke up with was somebody that I actually had put up with some bad behavior with quite a bit of time. And we were close enough that we spoke often. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't in the same city. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like somebody I hung out with all the time. But it was somebody that, you know, you know, thanks to the mm-hmm. modern miracle of the Internet, like mm-hmm. we contacted all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she would say hurtful things and I would not respond. I would just take it. I would just mm-hmm. take it. And finally she said something that was really hurtful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and to me it was like, well, it's not something that I could just all of a sudden like not be around. Right. Because we had had this a history this, and, and an online history of, mm-hmm. of like talking several mm-hmm. times a day, right. maybe even. And I was finally like, you know what? I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said so. Like, I was like, look, this is just not working for me. And right. this is something that you've said that was hurtful to me. And you've said similar things in the past. And I take it. And I know you're probably about to be blindsided by this. But this is that hurtful. Right? right? This is that hurtful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and she was not pleased and has not spoken to me since. And I've actually seen her a couple of times mm-hmm. and have, you know, been like, hey, what's going on? And... Nothing. Yeah. Like really, she really doesn't want anything to do with me and, and fair enough. Right. Because I'm sure what me doing that felt like coming out Mm -hmm. of the woodwork Mm -hmm. and she was blindsided by it, but it was, it was was building for you. It had been building for me and it had been, and, and to be clear, I'm not talking about like being cruel. And I was very, very like, I was direct, Mm -hmm. but I didn't say well, you're a raving bee or like, it wasn't right. like, I didn't no, rant. I didn't right. have, I'm like, right. I'm like, you, you have done raised? this a lot and right. you've said similar things like that. And that's been really hurtful. And I think a couple of times I was like, you know, that was kind of, that was kind of cold. Yeah, well, right. Like right. I, but I hadn't been direct. Like, and, and, and that's my fault. Like I hadn't had as much boundary building as I right. probably should have I in the that's past. It's hard for us though. It is. Especially as women to have boundaries with friends. Yeah. And I think also, I think one of the things that I've, I've talked about is with women, we think 
we, we, we tend to, even if it's unconsciously, maybe it's either we don't like each other mm-hmm. or we're besties. Yes. Right. And I think yes. there's a whole that gradation. Like the, yeah, there, there's, there's the, okay, I, we, we're not, I don't like you. Or it could mm-hmm. be like, you know what? You're cool, mm-hmm. and I'll see you, and we'll be friendly. Hi, how are mm-hmm. you doing? How the kids? How stuff like that? And then we're good. Mm-hmm. Or there may be the friend that's our running buddies. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, when I'm with this person, it's going to be a great time. But yes. I may not be the person. She may not be the person I confide in. Right. Exactly. Like she's my fun running buddy kind right. of person. Right. And then there are the people who are like, nah, this this girl ride right or die, die. right? Like right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I think that really sort of acknowledging that that that's how friendship works yeah. mm-hmm. and that sometimes people shift along that spectrum. Sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. And giving yeah, ourselves right. permission to allow that to, to happen. One of the ways I've heard that put before is like the metaphor of a house where, you know, you let certain people into your bedroom yeah. and then some people are living room friends and then some people <laughs> are on the porch great and then some people are out in the yard, yeah. you know, right. because they're not even, right. you know, safe enough to be on the porch. But just that idea that people can shift that, you know, maybe sometimes people get put out on the porch until they <laughs> right. figure you know, that can move and shift right. depending on life stage and yeah. personal things happening that it doesn't have to, like, I think as women, sometimes we think like you're either in my bedroom or you're out, you're back. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And right. I think, I mean, like I can also think of like friends of mine who I've been very close to in the past and then something happens in their life that uh-huh. has nothing to do with me. Absolutely. Right? Where they're dealing with so much stuff yeah. and what's going on in their life right. that they're like, they can't, like, I, they don't have time, right, right for yeah. me. And and I've watched it happen yeah. and get it. Like, I'll be like, oh, uh-huh. man, that sister is dealing uh-huh. with a lot of stuff going on in her life. Right. And I'm just going to, I'm going to back off. Right. And just, you know, hopefully make it clear that when when and if she right. ever is in a place that she needs a girl, uh-huh. I'm, I'm her girl. Uh-huh. But if that never happens, that's okay too. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that's no. really, really cool. And I definitely have friends like that who I have very fond feelings for, mm-hmm. but maybe have yeah. not connected with as much as I used to. And that's such a healthy way to look at it. Well, I hope so. I mean, I wish it helps everyone me. looked at yeah. it that way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. I know. Because yeah, I've had those times in my life like going through infertility where right. you know I I had a season where all of my friends were having little tiny babies and I was like, I, can't be I love it. you people. Yeah. And it's I not can't. you, it's me, but I need some other childless friends. Right. Right. Sure. Right. You know, yeah. It's life right. stage. It's not about. And you, ha- and when that happens, like when you're the person that the person is pulling away from, mm-hmm. like you have to extend some grace, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have you to do. be able to go, Oh, I get it. There's all kinds yeah. of crazy going on right up in here. Yeah. And, yeah. and just know I'm here. Just yeah. know I'm here for you. I'll be over there, yeah. right? And yeah. and that's hard. It is hard. That's hard. I mean, especially as women, we're emotionally fraught about our friendships yeah. just as much as our relationships. Yeah, for sure. If not more. If not more. It's and we don't have different. our... I, I feel like we don't have mothers that really help us with that. Like, our mothers yeah. will teach us how to deal with men that's and good relationships, point. but they that's don't... Like, it's something I am very mindful of with my daughter mm-hmm. that I'm like... And one of the things that I always tell her is, like, your true friends are not just, like, the people who cheer you on, but that when good things happen to you, mm-hmm. they delight in it. That mm-hmm. they're almost more excited about it mm-hmm. than you are as opposed to like well that happened to you that never happened to me like how did right. I right and that's really right. hard and sort of really understanding how to navigate like women friends I think is something that um we need to do with our with our daughters oh, is, is so be able to help them understand that I mean I think Absolutely. friendships in general parents do a bad thing about about like mm-hmm. platonic friendships between 
the sexes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We don't really we don't really talk about it. Talk no. about that. We just talk about dating. If right. we're going to talk about so stuff, true, right? It is so true. And I wish we did more yeah. of that. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say, you know, I know we have some listeners who have, um, you know, when we've talked about friendship in the past have said, you know, I don't have the ride or die crew. I don't have that, you know, the, the bedroom level friendships Mm. for people who are wanting that, but struggling to find it. Like, do you have any advice for women who want those closer friendships? Um, well, again, I mean, you kind of have to understand that the fluidity of friendships, I think that's one thing, but I think the other thing that you have to be able to, well, there's a couple of things. I think one thing is, uh, is you have to be able to protect yourself, but you also have to be willing to be vulnerable, right? Because trust is built Mm -hmm. when you show trust, right? right? So there's a little bit of that. Like you have to be able to open yourself up. Mm -hmm. Um, but also understand that it can't be hot wired. Like, I just don't think you can, you can suddenly like go, okay, I like that person. We're going to be besties. I like, do agree uh-huh. with that. Right? Like I think some of this uh-huh. stuff is just really sort of natural and really mm-hmm. understanding sort of the ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Don't come on too strong, just like you wouldn't come on too strong right, with a guy. Like right. you don't want to say I love you too too, too soon, right? Because right? right. they're going to run. <laughs> and I think it's, I, exactly. And I think it's the same thing with women. Like you don't want to be like, okay, let's just uh, yeah. skip on the day. We're like, Dude, here's your matching necklace. Right, exactly. And then you on a trip next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. so I just don't think you can hotwire right, it. Yeah. Right. I think there's a lot of really sort of natural things, and then you know, um, you just sort of like. Look, so one of the things that has happened with me recently is I lost my house. As you guys know, I lost my house in Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. And what has been astounding to me is how people have responded mm-hmm. to that. Um, and again, without judgment, there have been people who I would have never even thought of as somebody who would give me a second thought mm-hmm. that just went out of their way to help yeah. us. And there have been other people who I, you know, I thought, oh, this person will totally be there that... You know, and it's not a judgment thing, but like, like Mm -hmm. weeks will have gone by or months and I'll be like, you know, I never heard from that. Mm -hmm. Like that person never. And tragedy will do that. Yeah. Right. Like I I never. Sure will. Sure. And so you, so you kind of have to really understand like, and, and again, without judgment, like um, whatever, Mm -hmm. things were going on in her life or his life or whatever. But it's like, okay, well that makes me know that in the future, if I have something that I need help with, maybe that's not the person I'm going to go mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Yeah. with that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe this yeah. person who I hadn't even considered would be like, you know what? That's a really lovely resource. Yeah. And you have to be able to kind of understand like where people stand with you and right. also be able to give reciprocate. I think that's true. A lot of that giving yeah. and, that, and that sort of trust. And I do think that I think it's a really good point. You know, you said it's just, you can't, can't make it happen, but no. you can, you can be more vulnerable. Yeah. You can put yourself out there, maybe a baby steps, baby a steps, little man. bit more than yeah. maybe you have. And that can open up some really beautiful opportunities for friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? and, and I want to say something like, I mean, Brene, as you said, Brene is a lovely person and, and, and one of my closest friends, but like I, we have a running joke where she will say something and I'm like, Oh, I'm not talking about that. Cause I don't do vulnerability. <laughs> like I don't do that. Right. And she's like, like, oh, you do vulnerable. I'm like, oh, I don't do that. No, no, right? And no, stuff no, like that. No. But I, so I am a person that, like, I get, you know, and I've worked with Brene. Like, I, I talk about her work right. all the time. Yeah. She's my girl. She's one of my, you know, ride yeah. or die girls. Yeah. And, but it's tough for me. Like, I'm right. very, very, you know, guarded. And I know that's something that I have to work on. And, and I, so I don't mean to suggest... You know, oh, go out there and be vulnerable because it's easy. Been. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, baby it, steps. And baby yes. steps. Baby. Like, just oh, I'm the be same aware way. of it. Yeah. I think we're all three. We all are very similar. <laughs> yeah. we, we're all one. All right, last question. I mean, do you have any 
advice for people for being a better friend? Because I think we, you know, this is one of those things where we often go like, I wish I had more friends, but we don't always necessarily look at like, what are the practices and characteristics we need to build within ourselves to be a good friend? Okay. So I'm going to share something with you that I've been telling everybody because, right. <laughs> because this is something that has sort of changed my life and it touches on this question. Okay. So one of the things that I have recently started doing, like in the last maybe two months, and it was from an article that I, it was from an article I read and I can't remember this. I'm one of those people that's like Kristen Bell said the other day, I'm like, I'm going to do that thing where I read this article, but I can't source it. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. Um, my life. But it was an article that talked about, you should ask yourself three, these three questions every morning to help set your intention for the day. Okay. Okay. And the three questions are, one of them is how can I feel healthy today? Okay. And it can be anything from going to the gym to just drinking mm-hmm. more water. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. you give yourself grace if you just don't want to go to the gym. Well, you're like, I'm going to drink extra water today. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm going to. And then how can I feel purposeful? Mm-hmm. Right? What can I do today? And it can be everything from, I don't know, really helping a friend like to it. like um, just like cleaning out your closet and giving stuff to Goodwill, like right. whatever you can do. But this other third one, and this is the one that's helped me, is how can I feel connected? Ooh, and it's yeah. basically, and so for me, a lot of times it's like, I haven't heard from that friend for a long time. I'm going to just drop an email saying, hey, I thought about you. Oh, that's good. Right? So, yeah. And it's such a little it simple is. way, especially for an introvert like me, mm-hmm. like it's a lovely way to just sort of be there and touch base and how are you or yeah. you know like you remember somebody is dealing with something difficult and you haven't talked to them in a while to say you know I just thought about you I'm hoping that yeah, you're okay huge. and that has been so that. wonderful for friendships so for me good. because I'm, I just go out and I'm like okay what am I doing for you tonight? and sometimes it's like I'm just going to spoon my daughter tonight when I put her to bed like right. it can be that yeah. right. but sometimes it's like god you know that friend moved away and I really haven't heard from them. And I should probably just email them and say, hey, have you settled in? Mm-hmm. Have you done that? And it's a lovely little way that I think has helped me be a better friend. So that's one very like that. tiny little thing that you can do, I think, that can help you be a better friend is just staying in touch. And I love that practice because, I don't know, I'm type A. I mean, we're both pretty type A. I'm to-do list. Yeah. Productivity-oriented. Yeah. yeah. And I don't put friendship on my to-do list. I know. Which is why it often falls to the very back in line. I will do everything required. And then if I have time, which never happens, which never happens, I'll reach out to a friend. So I really like that idea of setting that intention every day. And I said it and then, and then it goes on my to-do list, right? Like it usually is like, okay, did I do it? But yeah, just a lovely way to do that. and, And just sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my relationships. Right. And I'm, I'm helping the world. Right. Without purposeful. I love that. That's great. Well, thank you, Karen, so much. Thank you, Karen. This was fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I I love this, and we're all with the same podcast network. Yeah, so so, um, talk about your podcast really quick so our listeners can go give you a listen. Oh, I would love that. So I I have a podcast called Make Light. I'm actually on a little hiatus right now, but it's going to come back on on June 4th. But for new listeners, you have lots and lots. I have lots. I've got two seasons already there, and it's all about how we make light in our life. And so how can we help other people? How can we change the world? How can we find gratitude and joy in the things that we do mm-hmm. every single day um, and so it's it, shifting up formats right now but right now there's all kinds of wonderful interviews with awesome people that oh, are yeah, there, you guys so, are going to love it so go find me and then anybody can find me on karenwallwood.com right. thank you thank you Karen my pleasure thanks for having me Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to shepherd audio for our intro music. Take care.